Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Wexfield Podcast, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I'm your host, Wex. I hope that you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I know myself and my family had an amazing time with family, friends. We had some some people come over and just had a great time. We just enjoyed each other's company, enjoyed some food. I, in the, you know, first thing in the morning, I always get up on Thanksgiving Day and I am the MC and DJ for a local turkey trot here at our Y, uh, the YMCA, and had a, an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving. And uh, I hope that you did too. I was out there with the turkey trot. They do a 5K and a 10K. I don't run those, but I got up there and we did the music and, and MC'd and got to see a whole bunch of people that I get to see, you know, once or twice a year, which it was awesome. There's, over 1,200 runners. It was a fantastic morning. Then came home, hung out with the family, ate some amazing food, and uh, had some family come over. It's just just a great time. So I hope that you took that time to enjoy it with your family and friends, whether it was a Friendsgiving or a Thanksgiving with family, whatever it was, I hope that you had a great day together with them. We're rolling into December now, though, man, and uh, Christmas time is in full swing. We got a lot of things on the plate here for uh, the WexPL podcast a lot of things for the Wex family as well. So one thing that uh, I did want to bring attention to is that my wife is going through a medical procedure. Uh, she was diagnosed with the BRCA2 gene. And if you don't know what that gene is, it's basically the not if you're going to get cancer, it's when. And it um, is, a, is a big proponent, especially in women, for breast cancer. So one thing that I would advice to all of you. Thankfully, she found out that she had it before she actually got cancer. So she's doing a whole bunch of preventative things now to to prevent herself from getting cancer. And with fitness and CrossFit and everything that we do in talking about our health and being proactive, she took the proactive step to go ahead and have surgery. And she's having surgery on December 14th. And it is uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. She's going to be doing a full double mastectomy and a reconstruction and um, there's a whole bunch of other medical stuff that's going on with it, but it is a big surgery. And uh, so I'm asking you to you know, keep her in your thoughts and prayers uh, as she goes into surgery on December 14th. Might have a little lull in, uh, in episodes just as I'm taking care of the wife and the kids just to make sure that everybody's good. But um, man, just if you are a lady listening to this and you're going to the doctor, get checked. Get checked for the BRCA2 gene. It's something that you have to ask for. It's not something that's just standard, even though I think that it should be standard because being proactive about your health is the absolute most important thing. And if she weren't as proactive as she was, you know, we could be having a completely different conversation about cancer and all those sorts of things. So just like I said, hug your family members extra tight, make sure that they're healthy and be proactive about your health, whether it's eating differently, getting into the gym or getting checked from your doctor. Uh, do those things and extend your life. Be here for a long, long time. So all that to say, we got a great show today. Uh, my guest today is Matt Torres. He is the founder of Brute Strength Athletics. He is the head coach of Brute Strength and has a stable of athletes that are absolutely amazing from the most recent acquisition. Daniel Brandon is down in Naples, bringing that DBE right there to uh, to Florida. Doing a great job down there. He also coaches the up-and-comers of James Sprague, Dallin Pepper, Emma Carey, who's been on the show before and is an absolute amazing human being. Fisa Gaffey just joined up with them, and we talk about you know everybody that's that's joining up and, and getting involved with Brute Strength. 
So this is a great episode. We talk about um, kind of where he's at just recently during the last hurricane, Hurricane Ian that came through. He lost everything. Um, unfortunately, thankfully, he was not there. He was away at Power Monkey Fitness Camp. and But the hurricane came through and destroyed his apartment. All of his possessions lost everything. So we update on that and kind of see how far along he's come from that and how the community just rallied around him. We also talk about all the athletes and what they're doing right now, getting ready for next year. We talk about Wadapalooza coming up in January, which we're going to be at. And uh, we just we just catch up on a whole bunch of things, mindsets, and how he balances and juggles all these different personalities in his gym because you've got such different types of people. And uh, being able to coach all of them is a special skill that he does possess. And he is just an amazing human being. So loved that he came on the episode and we got to sit and chat for a little bit. And since I mentioned Wadapalooza, we do have Wadapalooza coming up in January, January 12th through the 15th down in Miami. If you are going to be there, make sure that you check out the podcast stage. The podcast and seminar stage is going to be off the hook. I'm going to be involved in it, making sure that all the uh, podcasts are up there and and going, and it's going to be a great time. It is definitely going to be a destination that you want to go to. So if you need more info, dude, shoot me a message. Uh, Shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know you're going to be there. I'm going to have stickers. I'm going to have shirts. Sherpa Works is hooking up some shirts, so I'm hoping we're going to have them in time for Wadapalooza, but we'll at least have stickers. I can't wait to show you guys new stickers. They're going to be everywhere. They're going to be all over the place, and people are going to love them. But um, Wadapalooza this year is going to be absolutely on fire. we got the individuals on Thursday and Friday, and then we got the teams coming in hot on set- on Saturday and Sunday. You know I'm going for Team Humble Killers, a.k.a. Kerry Pierce, Ariel Lowen, and uh, Alex Gazan, as they were on the podcast last episode, and uh, we named them Humble Killers right there on the show. So we had a great time, but without further ado, we're going to get you right to the podcast with Coach Matt Torres. Man, Matt, thank you so much for being on the on the episode. We'll, we'll just jump right into it. How are you doing? Um you know, I know we, you know, we connected before, um, kind of the, the world caved in around us here in Florida, but it especially caved in around you. And I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, kind of updating the people on, you know, how you're doing. Uh, if, if, uh, you're listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, the, uh, the hurricane came through and, uh, had a, a, a special impact on you down there in, uh, in Naples. So kind of, you know, update everybody with that. How's, how's, how's life right now? Yeah. So, uh, since the hurricane came through, uh, you know, everything's back to normal schedules back to normal. So that's really, really good. You know, uh, I'm a busy person, you know, and a lot of us out here, you know, are, and so to be on a schedule that is repeatable is massive. Um, you know, got a new car, uh, got a place to live for the time being. Um, you know, I'm able to have the time with my athletes that, you know, that we've, set out every single day because uh, prior to that when i came back that was probably one of the more difficult things to do is you know i'm using other people's cars i'm living in other people's homes you know i barely have anything to you know that wearing the same clothes essentially each day because i was in tennessee when this happened yeah um, and then amongst all that trying to be as normal as possible and i reached out to my athletes when i was coming back home from tennessee and i was like look guys i understand the impact of what I'm about to walk into, but if you could just do me the favor and just be as normal as you can with me, you know, it's that 
for for me, it it almost is like um, you know when I'm at work, my I want to step away from whatever I can't control in my day to day, and just put my energy and focus on you know giving them everything I can uh, for work. You know, so that that was that was the big ask um, that I had, and they're all very respectful of it, and you know they're all very caring individuals. All the athletes that are down here, um, but you know now we're now we're here today. Naples looks a little bit different. Fort Myers is still in shambles, uh, but you know I'm lucky to be able to have you know a normal routine and a you know my normal weeks again. Yeah. Now, had you ever been through a, a storm before down here? You know, with with the hurricanes that come through, like I'm obviously not to that extent, I'm sure. But you know, have experienced yeah, life you know, in those. a handful. You know, it, it seems like you know every couple of years there's a serious one that's coming this way. Uh, that's the first storm that there was ever some sort of like storm surge. And so mm-hmm. that was the big issue here was the storm surge. Prior to that, I mean, I grew up in Florida. And prior to that, what the things that would, uh, you know, that would be affected was the wind would knock down power lines. And, you know, we wouldn't have power for at most two weeks. Gotcha. You know, but rarely ever is any, are, you know, people losing their entire homes from, you know, down power lines yeah like so i live in ocala which is i mean three four hours away from you uh you know north but more central so whenever we get a storm it's you know like you said power out um irma was the first storm that i actually had damage that affected me in such a way that was that was you know kind of life-shaking a little bit we had a tree come down on our house um about 10 feet away from my youngest son so almost you know i had you know obviously had something happened, you know, 10 feet to the left or right, you know, we'd be talking, having a whole different conversation about it, but you know, it, it damaged the house. We had to, you know, kind of shut everything down, you know, in the house, get you know, evacuate everybody out, you know, because the storm was still coming through. I mean, storm hadn't even made landfall yet. So it was a, it was a traumatizing experience for us. Um, you know, my wife and at the time three kids. So it was, Did you? are you still living in that same house? No, we, we just moved this year um, into a, you know, into a different, different house. Um, but that house, like I experienced, I experienced for the first time what I would call, you know, and and I don't take it lightly, but like a PTSD type moment from it. So that like anytime there was a rainstorm because we had so many trees around us, I always like, I would lay in my bed and just listen to the rain fearing, fearing I'm going to hear that big boom and, and, and hear all that stuff happen. Like it was, it was traumatizing. Yeah, but uh, now, thankfully, would you have planned to have stayed here if you were, you know, like, because I know you guys had you were up in Tennessee for Power Monkey, I think was the was the training camp you guys were at. Would you have planned yeah. to stay here had you not been up there? And was I mean, it's kind of, you know, a blessing that you weren't here when all that happened. Yeah, you know, I would have stayed here. Uh, I just would have evacuated my place. Mm. Uh, I would have set it up. So. You know, there's not any serious belongings that I wouldn't mind losing. Um, you know, being in Tennessee and when you're away from it and, you know, being that we were at the camp, I really didn't have any connection to what was going on. And so when you're down here in Naples, everything is alarming. You know, everything is saying, you know, evacuate. Everything is saying, you know, storm surges. Every, like, you know, it's all around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Now, all my athletes live down here, and for the most part, everyone was just fine. You know, they lost a little power, but, you know, you just need to be inland 
maybe like four or five miles inland yeah and uh, and not connected to any sort of like canal that's directly connected to the bay yeah um and you know so i would have stayed in town awesome and and you know i like to see these the support that the community you know kind of rallied around you um it was awesome to kind of see everybody just you know it, i know it, it, it's hard i I'm, I'm the type of person where i don't like help on things like i want to be able to do stuff myself but in the moment of need it, it was cool to see the the community rally around and and you know yeah. support you in that way definitely yeah i'm not lucky yeah, i'm very grateful for it um a lot of you know a lot of the, my close friends i have around me they always tell me to you know continue to put my guard down mm-hmm. um you know because i'm here to help you know whenever and wherever i can um yeah, it, it is. That that was that was a difficult uh, part of it for sure. But it, you know, again, like I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, and and you seem also like the type of person that you know, had it happened to one of your athletes, you'd be the same way. You know, jumping. You know, hey, look, what can I do? Where can where yeah. can I help? Where can I support? So, one hundred percent. That's yeah. so true. Awesome. So, you've got you know you've got a powerhouse of uh, of athletes down there at at Brew Force. Um, you know, you're, you're adding athletes to the roster, you know, it's like every time I look down, it's like, oh, but there's another one. Um, how excited are you about this season? Uh, you know, going into the, you know, going into the next season, coming up on Wadapalooza. Um, how excited are you for, uh, for your athletes that you have uh, coming up? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I, I can't express enough, um, you know, how much gratitude I have to be able to coach these athletes in person after doing, you know, remote coaching for these athletes for, you know, four five, six years, some mm-hmm. of them, um, the, the rate at which they are, um, progressing is so much quicker. You know, there, there's things that you just cannot see, uh, in video, you know, there's, there's, you know, facial expressions when they're doing workouts. Um, sometimes positional things, if they're not recording their workouts, that are very detrimental to the way I'm programming. You know, that's if, if they're not hitting the intended stimulus of the workout, um, you know, I let them know I have free range to change it at any point. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, for a lot of athletes down here, um, you know, they're really, really, really good already. Uh, and their prior history of training is really what got them here. And so for them to be able to let their guard down and say, hey, you know, I trust you and what you're doing, um, you know, it's it, it speaks a lot, you know, for um, their trust in me. And, you know, what I want is I want everyone in our camp to go to the CrossFit Games in 2023. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, and I, I think about the ones that haven't been there yet, right? So I think of like Fee, she's been there once before, but I want her to be sick um, James as well um you know all these uh we have uh we have another athlete um uh trish yeah trish as well uh can you bring that over to crossfit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had video going crazy so yeah uh, yeah uh, feet you know um olivia as well and then um uh, yeah, and even like we have we have a young athlete in here, uh, Nate Ackerman. So you know, extremely blessed to have everyone in here, and it's such a fun atmosphere. Um, you know, I, I I wish we could keep this fun atmosphere going, but uh-huh. you know, 
I understand how, how stressful things get as we get closer to uh, season, but you know, I'm just, I'm really stoked to have everyone here. That's awesome. And, and you just of course had the, you know, the, the big addition of Daniel Brandon coming over, you know, right before the, right before the games last season, how has that transition been with her kind of, you know, obviously coming so close to the games, but then uh, to turn around and, you know, now, you know, be there every day, move there yeah. and, and now having her on site and, and ready to go. Yeah. She's a very special talent. Mm. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, you, you can't, you can't help but root for her. Um, you know, it's, there's, you know, when, when I take anyone on, um, like I'm a hundred percent in, right. There's, I will do everything in my power to make sure that they're successful and they succeed. Um, and I can see it in her demeanor when she's training that she wants the same exact goals is to be, uh, you know, the best, right? I, I, anytime I hear things like she could be a perennial podium, like immediately it fires me up. So I, I think to myself, like the skills that she has coming into this, there's no reason why she should not be stepping on number one. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have, there's two things that kind of go through my head. Number one, you know, it's a blessing to be able to coach her, but number two, I feel pressure that I haven't felt before because I understand what she's capable of, but that pressure, it almost forces me to really dial in and zero in and give, give intention. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I would say out of all of the athletes, she's the closest one to that spot currently, just based off of what she put up last year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, her and I, we, we know what we, uh, what we need to work on together. Um, you know, it, uh, it's, it's been, you know, I, I can't say that it's been just a walk in the park, right? Because I have my style of coaching. She comes from a different style of coaching. Um, in the same way where it's like, you know, if you're a high level athlete, you know, she is a gymnast, a swimmer, a collegiate track star. Um, there's different types of coaches that she's looking at and, you know, looking up to for inspiration. Some really worked well, some didn't really work too well. Um, and so there's, there's a very good line of communication between her and I. So things do not, uh, you know, are not meshing in the style of, of which I'm coaching. Um, I'm extremely comfortable with essentially being critiqued and yeah. getting told, Hey, I don't like this. I prefer that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so that line of communication is, uh, is clear, uh, and it's super beneficial. And I think at the end of the day, it's really going to allow me to, you know, like any other, like any, any of my athletes that I've had for years and years, like I know what buttons to push to motivate. Uh, I know what buttons to push to, um, you know, to create a little fire underneath them. Um, and I know what buttons not to push. And yeah. sometimes I happen to push those buttons by accident, you know, and it's not, you know, it's not done on purpose, but I learn really quickly. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm excited to see with the direction that we're in. It's like, it's crazy to think it's like, it's only been three weeks now of true training that yeah. month between the CrossFit games and rogue, she was on vacation the month after that, it was like a ramp up, like you would like ramp someone up in like a class. Uh, and so now we're here and it's like, okay, now we can really get into the nitty gritty. Um, and this is the part that really excites me the most. That's awesome. And she, she doesn't seem like somebody who would be quiet about things that she likes or doesn't like as far as the, uh, 
you know, is kind of like you said with open communication, you know, I don't mean that in a, you know, in a, in a yeah. tough to work with way, but it, she seems like she would be somebody that's vocal if, if something's working or not working and, yeah. and making sure that. And it's you know good. what, there's a, there's a lot of good that comes from that. Um, Cause I'll tell you, I'll tell you the opposite of that. And this is something that is not beneficial is if an athlete is feeling some type of way and they're keeping it in there and it's weighing them down, you know, whether it's, they're not trusting the program or, and this is, this is even worse than not trusting the program. They're injured, yeah. but they don't want to stop the program because they don't want to communicate with me that they're injured because they're afraid that they're going to be less fit. And then at the end of the day, they break. And now we take steps backwards in yeah. order to, you know, heal. Um, and so I have, I had that conversation with all my athletes and, and with her, you know, I'm super grateful that she is like that you know, and we're able to communicate and she can tell me, you know, if she's feeling bogged down or she can tell me if uh, something is not feeling right. Like, look, in this sport, there's, there's a lot of days where uh, in training, you have to listen to your body. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me that your body's giving you one sign and you fight it. Right. And I think Froning said it once upon a time, he was like, you know, listen to your body in training and then in competition, you ignore it. Yes, and kind of no. You know, listen to your yeah. body in training and in competition. You should know your body so well that it's in sync. Yeah. Well, and it, and it, there's been a change in in methodology, I think, of people over just overtraining, and that kind of goes to you know kind of the Froning era where it's just like, oh, we're going to do seven, eight, nine metcons a day, and we're just going to you know beat the mess out of each other until you know we're at a point where you know it, it, we're doing games training every single day of the week where your body can't hold up to that. And I think we've seen a, a change in that methodology of, of people, okay, hey, you know, rest is just as important as me making sure that I'm ramping up for a competition, making sure that my body's recovered. Um, I had that conversation actually with with Carrie. Um, you know, I, every time I talk to her about being retired, I have to throw up the air quotes. I'm like, yeah, you're retired. You're the, the fittest retiree I know. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how has it been where you know, people like her, people like Scott Panchek who have backed off of, you know, games training, but are still just as fit, if not more so because they're actually allowing their body to repair and recover. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, where the way I see it playing out with athletes that are competitive are the ones that jump from, you know, CrossFit athlete, full-time employee elsewhere. And mm -hmm. they make that jump. They go, no, I'm going to be full-time CrossFit athlete. Uh, you know, Fee is an excellent example of that. When she was up with Pancheck at Mentality, uh, she was CrossFitter. She was, um, you know, CrossFit coach. She was personal trainer. She was, you know, this. She was that. She wore so many hats. And it's like there was no time for recovery. Yeah. She's over here now, you know, living in Naples. And she works out. She goes home for three hours. She comes back in, works out again, goes home, and she gets to sleep nine, ten hours. And it's like, that is such a difference maker. And especially um, with the things that we're trying to work on with her, we need that. We need we need as little stress as possible. Um, you know, and then so for, for the athletes out there that are capable of controlling that, that's amazing. But for the ones that are not able to control it, you just have to be, you know, be thoughtful about how you feel, you know. And what I tell my athletes over here is I say, guys, if you if you're in a training day, and you just feel terrible, ask yourself this question. If you were to do this training day, is it going to make you feel worse two or three days down the road? You know, mm -hmm. bogged down, 
you know, achy, um, you know, potentially like sick, whatever the case may be. Uh, and if that's the case, don't do that session. You know, it's it, this like training to me is like a, it's like a year long class. If you can be at 95%, let's say an A, 97, 98% completion, you're probably doing just fine. On the flip side of that, if you're doing like, you know, you're only completing one of your sessions uh, completely per week. So uh, four days a week, you're not even completing all of them. And you're picking, choosing which ones you want to do. You're not going to get any better at all. Right. It's like not only that, but people are going to be passing you up at a much faster rate than what, you know, than what you really want. And it's like you just look at your class grade. It's like a lot of these programs. And I will show you your compliance rating. It'll say like. 77 percent 76 percent and i have athletes that i program for that are in that like 70s mm-hmm. uh 60 and i'm like you know what it, you, you're not you're not going to reach the levels that you're thinking you're going to reach um so it's almost at this point in time you got to have that serious conversation with yourself it goes okay what is most important in my life yeah and and you've got a lot of young talent so you know you've got you know you got the i mean the average age is early twenties. Like, I mean, most, I mean, if yeah. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of, of everybody you have, um, you've yeah. got such a young group. How, how is it? Do you find yourself having to pull the reins back on them a lot to, to kind of say, okay, you know, you have time to do this. Um, so let's, you know, make sure that we do it correctly so that, you know, you only do it once and not have to, you know, you know, not yeah. have to repair yourself multiple times to, to, to fix errors. Sure. You yeah, with the younger athletes, early on when they moved down here, it was like that. Needing to explain over and over and over again why we're doing things uh, in this fashion, uh, why we're taking things slower in in that regard, uh, you know why we're going to put the gas pedal down at this time, you know if if it helps them train better, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know I'll, I will help answer your questions. Um, you know, and again, it's like these teens, you know, they only know what they've done in like, you know, when they're in the gym by themselves and there's times where, you know, a teenager can be very successful, but not have one coach around them at all inside of an entire CrossFit gym, Yeah, you know, where they become, um, you know, so focused on i need to get more reps i need to lift heavier weight i need to move faster and then it's like the only the only way to logically do that is to do more volume and it's like i gotta be in the pain cave all the time and it's like that's the type of athlete you're going to develop into though right so you're going to do okay on qualifiers you're going to do fine in the open you may even do well in the age group uh, online qualifier but when you make it out to the crossfit games or when you uh age up into the professionals you're going to be in the dust because all you've ever done is that. Guess what? These professionals, that is not it. Yeah. They're not just in there going to the pain cave every single day. It is a very uh, well thought out, well developed program specifically to improve whatever their weaknesses are on. Um, and so, you know, that's that's my two cents when it comes to you know teenagers and wanting to become across the games athlete it's not all about who can be in the pain pit yeah so who all do you have that that we're looking at for 2023 for 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 qualifying obviously we know you know danielle we know 
Um, mm. We're trying to get fee there. And uh, I, yeah. I, I met her this past year at, uh, at the games. And she could not be sweeter. I, I love her to yeah. death. Um, yeah. She's a yeah. So and, those two, we have uh, Emma Carey, uh, James Sprague, and then Dallin Pepper. Okay. Uh, those are the ones that I coach down here. Mm-hmm. And then coach Dom has uh, two other young ones. Uh, Olivia Sullick. Yeah. She just seen and Nate Ackerman is 18. Okay. And I feel like this is, I, I think it's more of a, I think it's a blessing that nobody is talking about Emma. Cause I think she's going to like, I, me personally, I just, I, I know her and you know, I've met her at the games um, before she was ever even a, before she even qualified as a teen, I got to meet her, you know, her and her parents as, you know, she was a kid in the, in the workout area, um, doing incredible things. And she's just a phenomenal human being. Um, but I feel like a lot of people have forgotten, um, forgotten about her, which I think is great. Hey, you know, train in, train in silence and, you know, and, and just come and shock the world again. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, with her, it's, I'm never, I'm never worried about her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's, she's the hardest person on herself. So it's for me, it's just, I gotta, I gotta tell her to just like, you know, be easy on herself. Yeah. Um, effort will always be there. Intent will always be there. You know, um, there's, I'm excited for her to get back out on the floor on Wadapalooza. You know, I know she's going to do well. I don't need her to win per se. Yeah. What I need to do is I need to get, uh, more, uh, you know, I need to get more, um, weaknesses figured out mm-hmm. so that when it really matters that, you know, the 2023 CrossFit games, those things have been figured out already. Yeah. You know, I'm not, if, if, if she does really, really well at Waterpooza, great icing on the cake. I'm amazed, you know, and I'm going to be the first one to give her a hug and, and celebrate with her. Uh, but at the same time, it's like our goal is to you know, perform very, very well at the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's 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 something that I'm excited for uh, for her to do. I'm excited for people to witness, you know, her hard work, um, like what you mentioned in silence. Um, you know, and I think uh, I think we're on the on the right path to uh, to get her there and, you know, see the difference that she's made uh, in her weaknesses that she had. And I'm not talking about weaknesses in like her weakness in her spine. Yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, the weaknesses that she had back in you know, 2021 at the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to see her, you know, to see her come back, I think that'll be, uh, I think that'll be a great comeback to see, see her. Cause we haven't seen her on the, on the competition floor since, was it Dubai? Was, Dubai. Or, yeah. So since Dubai last year, so it'll be great to see her back out there. Um, who do you have going to Wadapalooza? I know you had mentioned Emma's going to Wadapalooza. I know Danielle's on a team with yeah. uh, the Mayhem Girls. Yeah. So, uh, Emma, um, Dallin, James, Fee, um, yeah. And then I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on, um, Danielle yet. Uh, okay. you know, I don't, I don't need her to be at Wadapalooza. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm leaving it up to her to decide, uh, whether she does or whether she doesn't, it's totally up to her. Um, but you know, what, uh, what I, what I really want is just continue the path that we're on. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't need to compete. Uh, I, again, like 
I want her on the podium. Yeah. You know, so whatever, whatever it's going to take to get us there. And Wadapalooza is not necessarily needed to go do that. Sure. Of course. And now, I mean, so the Mayhem team is kind of up in the air? Like she's not 100% on that? or you know, is she? Uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure. You know, it's, gotcha. I can't, I can't answer that one for her. Um, but you know, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's when you're, when you're considering team, um, you know, it's a, it's a two day comp, it's a two day team competition. Yeah. You know, uh, the seriousness of it is not anything crazy. Yeah. You know, so if it was like, Hey, I'm like, James is going team. Right. Okay go out there and have a fun time uh on the flip side if james was going individual which i don't need him to go individual right mm-hmm. i don't mind him going to if he were to go individual uh you know it's it's a little different um uh, stress it's a little different strategy it's a little different pressure that an athlete will put on themselves yeah and and if and is dallin going individual or is he going team yeah uh, he'll go individual and we're bubble wrapping his ankles right <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we, don't, yeah. we don't want another yeah. another one of those that was I, honestly the most the most impressive thing is that his hand came out unscathed because i saw the mm-hmm. I, I saw the the video i guess i don't know if the buttery bros posted it or or somebody posted like the slow motion version of it and i guess the kettlebell came down on his hand like, yeah it like was, it was like one, a... fell, one fell on his chest one fell on his hand Ugh. yeah it was it was a mess um yeah i mean the the, the that workout was not one that I was uh, too happy to uh, to see as far as the standards went, but yeah. lessons learned, and you know, I was really it was really cool to see him still finish up the way he did. And then we had a month and a half of healing that sucker, so we couldn't even work yeah. on some of the things that we really need to work on. Yeah. So. What's up, everybody, and a huge announcement for you. We've got new merch coming to the Wex Appeal podcast. So if you are not following Sherpa Works on Instagram, at Sherpa Works, S-H-E-R-P-A-W-E-R-K-S. On Instagram, Sherpa Works is where you're going to find the newest merch for all of your CrossFitters that are putting stuff out. Buttery Bros, Lauren Khalil, Brian Friend, all have products. The OG Culture cult from uh, get with the programming they all do stuff through sherpa works so get over there on instagram check them out at sherpa works that's s-h-e-r-p-a-w-e-r-k-s on instagram to see the latest styles that are coming out from wex appeal check it out Well, that's awesome. So what, um, you know, going into this season, I know the rule books just came out. I mean, is there anything that you, that you saw in there that you're like awesome or is it just kind of business as usual, kind of keep everybody, you know, keep everybody moving. I mean, all the rules are the rules. You just got to play with what you're given. Yeah. You know, that's the issue is we, we can't make any changes to the rules that are coming out. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand how they can make the, you know, the semifinal deal, how they can pull, you know, this, this division, this semifinal will get this many more spots that will get that many more spots. You know, in my opinion, just keep the worldwide leaderboard going through semis. Everyone's yeah. doing the workout back the same top 40 men, top 40 women, you know, it's, it's just going to leave more room for argument and, you know, 
is is the top 40 men male and female are they going to the crossfit games like you know some may argue that if you know an athlete from let's say africa Mm -hmm. um, wins or asia goes you know that is not one that doesn't link up to uh doesn't have the same scores as let's say the top 40 and i'm using these countries not because you know of any other reason but besides history of course yeah Uh, no it's not a slight on any athlete it I mean, no. it, historically, we don't even talk about them. Nobody even knows who they are for that. For that you, could, you, could, you can switch that around and say if someone in South Africa wins that number one spot it, or number two, I should say, and is fitter than someone else in North America, it's like, why wouldn't they be the one to go? For so sure. that's, that's one thing is like, you know, if everyone's doing the same workouts, uh, you know, run, run the events on the same day for as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and just let the leaderboard talk for itself. Because at the end of the day, if an athlete is not uh, running their best, you know, event, they know. Like, look, it's sixty. It's sixty athletes in um, any in a competition now for you know North America or whatever it is East. Yeah. Um, if you're not running your same event, there's 50, 59 other chances that an athlete from another event. And swoop swoop in there and take some points from you. Yeah. And so, you know, as you mentioned, it's just uh, another day for us. You know, my goal is to make sure that these athletes are going to be well prepared for the semifinals. Um, and so, you know, that that's the only thing that w- that I would say is it's kind of wonky to me to see you know how they're distributing you know uh, spots. It's yeah. like if you just if you just look at all the athletes that live on the East coast of the, of the United States versus the West coast of the United States. Oh yeah. And just put the comparison on who went to the CrossFit games last year. It's like, guys, that in itself is like, there's, there's a lot more athletes on the, on the East side. Well, I was going to mention that, that it kind of, it kind of hurts. It, it, It hurts more the camps than it does I would say individuals. So like if you've got somebody that's out in the West coast, like let's take Justin Medeiros for, for instance, his camp is him and Ellie Turner. Like that's, it's the two of them, maybe a couple others that, you know, that are, that are, you know, competing, but he only has to worry about himself. Um, or, or his coach only has to worry about himself. He's not going against five other people in his, in his gym in the same Mm -hmm. semifinal because you guys all train together. So, you know, you, when you're looking at the spots that are allocated to, you know, the East, well, you have to take into account all the camps that are that are on the East Coast. So you've got your camp, you've got you know HWPO, you've got Comp Train, you've got you know all these, all these. Think is over there. Yeah, training think tank. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you've got all these all these you know big athletes on the East. Which yes, it's going to bolster more slots hopefully for the East, but you're having to balance that out with, okay, well, you know, can I get all my people there? Are they going to give me enough spots because of, you know, are they going to give us enough spots to, to make sure that everybody qualifies? So, you know, I definitely, that's an interesting take that I haven't, that I hadn't thought of or, or heard before, you know, kind of given, given that landscape. Yeah. And look, it's just, it's, they're just ideas. And sometimes like, you know, ideas are not always right, but, you know, just it put it puts questions out there where you know we can have conversations and figure out what's the right way to do it. You know, yeah. if we're already using a leaderboard, a worldwide leaderboard for the open, a worldwide leaderboard for quarterfinals, and then all of a sudden we stop, 
and then we pick up that worldwide leaderboard back again at the game. It's like, well, why did we stop here? Yeah. Yeah, and oh. and and that goes into the are we getting the are we getting the fir- the the fortiest fittest people, or are mm-hmm. we getting you know forty people who got through a system, and that's yeah. you know that's kind of you know where where it falls in. Yeah, um, I, and I do think for the most part we are. Yeah, you know, I, I do think that like we're there. Um, yeah. we're like we're getting. The, the cream hopefully rises to the top. I've got my kids like trying to come in the door. Sorry. <laughs> I, I hear them at the gates, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, pushing the door. Um, so anything that you are looking forward to, um, you know, coming into the season, obviously the main focus, obviously being the CrossFit games, but you know, do you have like benchmarks in your season that you set up like, okay, well we need to, you know, make sure that, you know, this person is here and this person's here and, 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 are you able to do that while, you know, juggling, you know, six different athletes? Yeah. So for each of my athletes, they have benchmarks throughout the year. Like when they're, when the, when their season's done, we're already talking about their goals that we need to improve upon. So every athlete that I have, they have their own individual benchmarks that they need to improve upon. Whether we do that in a competition setting or whether we don't, it's up to that individual. Um, you know, it, I mean, you, just by the ones that are going over to Wadapalooza to perform, mm-hmm. you know, that's part that's part of their goal is to go into Wadapalooza, um, see how they do, uh, see if see if the things that we've been working on throughout the year are starting to pay off, um, you know, test it and then keep it moving along. And so, you know, for me, my big my big goal is to make sure that these guys are progressing. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't need them chasing perfection. I need them to be chasing uh, the progression, uh, you know, because that progression is not one that's going to be next week is five pounds heavier. The next week is five pounds heavier. The next week is five pounds heavier. It doesn't work like that at all. Yeah. And so, if you you know, for them, if they're chasing perfection, it's like it's going to steal joy right away from them, you know, unless it's like that one time where they hit the PR and which is happening seldomly throughout the season. So, you know, as long as we can hit our goals that we have set out for 2023, um, you know, I can do my best to uh, provide for these athletes as much as I can. Uh, I know at the end of the day that if we're, if I'm doing those two things for these athletes, that they're going to be doing very, very well. And there's no reason at all that they shouldn't be, you know, punching their ticket to get into Madison uh, for this year. So, you know, it's on a day-to-day basis down here. It's like, you know, it's fun. You know, every day is fun. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I guess that that's what I would say is like my big, my big goal for them is, uh, for the season. That's awesome. Um, anything that, that, um, that's, that you would say is coming up that you're like, okay, this could be a challenge. Um, like, like you know, what, what is one of your biggest challenges in like, like, do you have days where you come into the gym and there, it's just like, you know, you'll have two that are on two that are off. Like, how do you, how do you juggle the different personalities that, you know, because it, like I, to me, like as far as personality, polar opposite is Daniel Brandon and Emma Carey. Like, it seems like those two are just like, you know, opposites as far as, as far as kind of how you would communicate and, and work with them. So how do you, how do you, are you able to juggle those types of things? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this, like we're all people, um, I, and I, I have my down days too. Some days I, I'm in there and I'm just like a blob. <laughs> uh, and they sense it very quickly. Um, you know, 
it's it's something that I'm constantly, constantly learning. It's not it's not anything that uh, you know that I have perfected. Um, again, like I try my best to pick up cues, you know. So if I and I kind of guess this would be closer down the line of like emotional intelligence, you know. Um, if I know that someone's down, what is going to get them to you know put that stuff aside for at least the next few hours and get to work uh and everyone's gonna be different it's like it's no different than knowing someone's love language it's like i can it's the same way with teaching and it's the same way with coaching it's just it's just different things that are being used uh and so once once you start to figure that part out um you know the way you say things to them uh you know everything else kind of falls in line i like you're right it's completely different talking to 18 year old Emma that all she knows is CrossFit and, you know, 26 year old Danielle that, you know, is, has lived a, you know, a balanced life, I guess I could say through the age of 26, where it's like, Emma's just moving out of her parents' house. You know, that's all she knew is CrossFit. Danielle is like, you know, she has a lot of, um, you know, I guess like I would, I would say just like more balance in life. And so being able to teach Emma one thing and then teaching Danielle another thing, it's, it's just, it's not, they're not done the same way. And you can do, I could say the same thing for Dallin. I could say the same thing for James, you know, James's personality versus Dallin's personality. Um, you know, there's I, my, one, one thing that I wish for all my athletes is that I can infect, uh, affect them in a positive way that, no matter their length of time of being with me. And I always, you know, I wish and I pray that it's, you know, until they retire that they feel like they've become a better human um, just by being in like the presence of each other, uh, learning obviously from the day-to-day -day experience of like being on this journey as an athlete. Cause it's extremely difficult and extremely demanding. And it's like, it's a mental, um, you know, like uh a melting pot every single day of the, of emotion, uh, you know, of not of feeling that you're inferior, of, of feeling like you're not good enough, of like your expectations are too high. You don't, you know, when you get hit the next PR, it's like these are things that every single athlete goes to, no matter how good you you are, no matter, uh, you know, what length of time your training experience, and even when they're the best in the world, that's what they go through, and so if I can be in there just to be some sort of help at all. And honestly, sometimes it's just listening. Like I just had a conversation with an athlete today for about 25 minutes where I had to stop work um, and gladly just be in here just to listen to, to them talk to me. Um, you know, and it's like, sometimes it's like that. And other times I can give them um, some sort of, uh, you know, help if possible. And none of that is being fitter. All of that is just being human. Yeah, and I, I would find that a lot of a lot of times, and I found this with coaching my own athletes, is that you know the mindset sometimes is the is the thing that you have to work on more than anything else. A lot of times, it, it wasn't just the, the the cues; more it was the mentality. It was the it was the thought process. It was, hey, can you can you trust me to do something here? Um, and one athlete that I had that really sticks out to me, uh, he was an older gentleman, and he was trying to learn how to snatch. Um, he was a runner all his life. So, you know, he had no weightlifting background whatsoever and he was doing a snatch and yeah, it was ugly. It was, it, you know, it was, it, it was a horrible looking lift and he was so down on himself, but I would just say, Hey, I need you to fix this one thing. 
and he'd fix that one thing, did it exactly what I asked him to do perfectly. The lift still looked bad, but he fixed the one thing that needed to be fixed. And I, I told him, I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't fix everything at once. I wish I could. But if I can fix this, that means now I don't have to worry about that. Now I can focus on the next thing. And once that, you could see the shift in his mind of, oh, I can do this. I can do this one step at a time. And a lot of that is, is coaching the mentality of the athlete as opposed to the, 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 the you know, the product of, of what you're trying to make. Yeah. It's, it's making sure that, hey, this is the course we're on. Can you get mentally there to follow us? So I, that's such a, such a huge thing. And I mean, I would, I would venture to say that's probably your biggest hurdle is just making sure the mentality is there for each one as opposed to, you know, yeah, we all know they're fit. You know, we all know that they can, you know, do amazing, incredible things, you know, physically. But the thing that makes the difference with those next level athletes is the mentality that they possess. Um, and are you seeing that, you know, with these younger athletes starting to get that sooner than, than, you know, some of our older athletes that are, you know, kind of transitioning to a, to a new, new arena. Yeah. You know, uh, with the younger athletes, they just need experience. You know, they want so badly to be what we're trying to coach them to be, but you know, I just have to reassure them that it's not, this is not something, it doesn't matter how many books you read and it doesn't matter how many podcasts you listen to. And it doesn't matter how much studying you do in the sport of mental fortitude yeah. or in the sport of CrossFit for mental fortitude. And it's, you have to go through these tough times and get to the other side and be like, Oh, you know, I understand now because I've lived it. Not I've understand now because you're, I'm hearing you tell it to me. That's the difference. That's, that's the reason why, you know, from my point of view, uh, and where I, what I've done and what I've been through and the people that I've coached from this point of view, I can guide them and say, it's not the end of the world. If you have a bad training day, mm -hmm. really not, you know? Uh, and so don't, don't let it, uh, weigh you down. Uh, you know, there's, there's truly nothing else we can do. There's, there's more important things in life that you can put that energy and that focus into, um, you know? And so it's, again, it's, 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 I can say it from my side because I've seen it, but they haven't lived it yet. So, you know, they just need, they need that time spent in within that uncomfortable, uh, arena to be able to actually say, okay, like I get it. And then I can see it on, on a daily basis. Cause you know, these athletes, they want, they want it so bad. And they're like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But they're not quite there. It's on some things. Not, I'm not saying with a lot of things, but when it comes to like the mental game yeah. on some of the things. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, it kind of goes with the, the thing that I'm trying to do with my daughter, my daughter's nine. Um, and she's across, she's been competing in CrossFit since she was four. Just, I mean, you know, she just comes to the gym. She used to come to the gym with me when I would coach and she just wanted to do the things that everybody was doing. And yeah. from that just kind of got that fire. But it's one of those things that I always tell people. I'm like, I tell my kids they can do anything they want. They're just not allowed. They have to finish a season. You know, they just have to be able to finish. Um, if you want to try soccer, great. You try soccer. If you hate it after the first week, you still, you signed up, you committed, you're going to finish the season. And I think mm -hmm. that, you know, not forcing them to do something they hate, but if they've made a commitment, they not, they have to follow through. Um, For sure. 
And that's one of the things that she's doing with, you know, gymnastics, with baseball, with, you know, with CrossFit. She's, she's playing all three. Um, she's, she's, she's a bit of a nut when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, I was able to go to the games and have everybody sign her Jersey. Um, so she has a, she has a CrossFit games Jersey with easily 40 to 50 signatures on it. Um, from pretty much everybody on, on your crew, um, got to, you know, got to sign it and, and, uh, and she loved it. She absolutely loved it. Um, but it's just kind of making that mentality, um, of, of creating somebody who just, you know, Hey, finish but you know we got to have that mentality to to you know to commit what we're to what we're doing um and then you know if you fall out of love with it great finish the season out and then we can go on to something else um but we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna finish the course we're gonna we're gonna run the race so she's been she's been good up to this point um you know got a little hand injury the the other day at gymnastics but she's you know back on a barbell. <laughs> so she was doing, doing complexes yesterday. Um, one, she wants to get up with me to go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. Um, at nine years old, I'm like, okay. Wow. You know, you know, and on the yeah. days and on the days that I show up and wake her up and she's like, I don't want to go today. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's good. It's not, it's not very normal from a nine year old to, to have that already built inside of them. No, not at all. So she, she does want to come down and meet you guys. So she, at some point she wants to uh, make the trek down to Naples and, and come train. <laughs> but um, man, that, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, to come on the show and, uh, and, and, and chat with about the athletes looking forward to, you know, you will be in Miami, I'm sure. Cause you, you know, you'll have yep. athletes there. Um, anything, anything with Miami that you do that you're like, you know, obviously you're coaching, but you know, you're wanting, you know, you have different goals for them, you know, as far as that's concerned, but anything outside of, outside of Wadapalooza that you're looking forward to in Miami, just kind of getting down there. Yeah. You know, I think just taking a break from Naples for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nice. The change of energy is nice. Um, I like, yeah, it's a little vacation for me when I'm over there. So that'll be nice to take some time off. Awesome. Awesome. Well, tell everybody where they can, you know, kind of get information about yourself, um, like, you know, kind of all, all the things that you have going on and, and things that, that you're offering for, uh, for people. For sure. So, um, you know, for my daily, uh, I guess, Instagrams followers, uh, my handle is Hey Coach Matt. Um, you know, Brute Strength has its website that, you know, we do need to update quite a bit. Um, but you know, I'm excited to see what Brute is about to bring coming into quarter one of the new year. Um, and so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a whole new, uh, face that you'll, that you'll see. And it's something I'm very excited about. Awesome. And you have programs for people at home, correct? Yep. Yeah. So there's, we have our template program, you know, for anyone that is, you know, needs something to follow and, uh, wants it written by, you know, a group of people that know what they're doing. Uh, it's, it's all done by uh, our coaching staff mm -hmm. that programs for the best athletes in the world. So we thoroughly understand the CrossFit season, um, the importance and the priorities and where people need to be. Um, all those template programs are on our website. Uh, if you want to have, you know, a conversation with one of our remote coaches, again, that is also on our website as well. And I think it's even on our Instagram page at Brute Strength. Um, brute strength training, I should say. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of different paths for you to choose from, you know, if nothing else, if you don't do any of that, 
at the very least support these athletes you know show them you know they love when you guys comment on their pages uh they love when you know they're cheering your name they love to take pictures with you sign autographs whatever the case may be if you can just support these athletes uh they're extremely grateful and extremely humble to be able to uh, do what they do and, you know, put smiles on, on people's faces. Yeah. And, and they absolutely could not have been nicer when I met up, met up with them at the games. And, uh, I don't know if you can see these, but, um, they're the, yeah. the trading cards. Oh, yeah, the card. yeah. So, uh, Danielle signed a card for me. Um, Dallin, of course, signed. So they, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been talking to Wad Zombie. I'm like, I want to get all of them. I'm like, anybody that has cards, let's, let's, let's yeah. get, let's get them done and, and get them out there. That's so, cool. but yeah, your, your crew is, has been just awesome to me and, and talk to. So, man, Matt, thank you so much for, you know, again, coming on the show. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to meeting up with you and, uh, saying hello in, in Miami. And, uh, I wish you guys all the best this coming season. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. Awesome, man. Thanks. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Coach Matt Torres. Great dude. Awesome to see the community rally around him and uh, couldn't couldn't be a nicer guy. So happy for his whole crew down there, Brute Strength. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they have coming up in 2023 and seeing everything that they have and uh, hopefully seeing their whole roster qualify for the CrossFit Games. That would be fantastic. Wadapalooza is coming up. Looking forward to that. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, we are going to be there in full force at the podcast stage and uh, definitely looking to um, make some noise at the podcast stage. We're going to have a lot of guests, a lot of fun, a lot of shows are going to be there. So we're going to be doing live broadcasts from Wadapalooza. So you can come listen to the show right there in person. You can even be part of the show. So if you want to be part of the show, stay tuned for everything that's going on. I'm going to be announcing it on, on the Instagram page for our Wexpeel podcast. Wadapalooza is going to be announcing a whole bunch of stuff from their from their Instagram page. And uh, it's just going to be awesome, all the stuff that we're going to be doing in Wadapalooza. So if you want to be part of the show, get there to the podcast stage, and there's a possibility that you can ask your questions right here live on the show and be able to ask those athletes or guests questions that are on your mind and the things that you want answered. So get down to Wadapalooza, check it out. I hope that you guys are coming to join us. And if you are, I'm hoping to have some swag. We'll see. We'll see what I can. We'll see what I can pull off. Um, but a lot of great things. As I said at the top of the show, my wife is going in for surgery on December 14th, and uh, just you know, put us in your thoughts and prayers on the 14th of of uh, December. It's going to be a big day for the Wex family. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, and and just you know, your love and support would be much appreciated. And uh, hopefully, everything comes out fine and everything is good. And it's all preventative to make sure that cancer does not rear its ugly head in this house. So, as I said before, if if you know if you think that you have this in your family, get checked. Get checked for the BRCA2 gene um, and get preventative health care. Make sure that you stay healthy and that you stay around for a long time. Hope that you guys are doing great. Looking forward to seeing you guys at Wadapalooza and on to the next show. Until then, y'all be safe. Have a good one. Peace.